Welcome to Eye for an Eye, an exploration into the harsh reality of the negative and positive impacts that religion has had on our lives. Initially, this podcast was intended to explore how three different religions impacted our three hosts, Savannah Davis, Sarah Naje, and Kaylin Gustafson. But as we created it, this podcast took a deeper dive into the concept of religion itself, the institutions involved in it, the bigotry surrounding it, and finally, the morals gained from it. But the biggest question we had for our interviewees and ourselves was, based on our personal knowledge we have about religion today and our own experiences, do the benefits of religion outweigh the negatives that come along with it? Our next interview is with Ms. Tullio, a former history teacher here at the Dairyfield School. Two years back, Ms. Tullio left Dairyfield to pursue her dream of teaching at an international school in Morocco. Sadly, due to COVID-19, her time there was cut short. However, she is back at Dairyfield and plans to return next year as the Director of Research and Opportunity and to lead the library. In this interview, you will hear Ms. Tullio talk about her experiences growing up in the Independent Fundamental Baptist Church, an extreme sect of Protestant Christianity, and the struggles that came with it. Um, to kick this interview off, how about you tell us a little bit about your history with religion? Um, so, brief history, I guess, of my background. I grew up in a church, um, or rather a group of um, baptism, Baptist Christianity, which is itself a small sect of Protestant Christianity. Um, but we were a very small branch of Baptist Christianity called Independent Fundamental Baptists. Um, So that's what we called ourselves. We were fundamentalists, um, took pride in that term. And some of the things that kind of characterized fundamentalism for me um, were belief in, if you did not believe in God, specifically in Jesus, just like we did, you were going to a literal burning hell for all eternity. So that meant Catholics were going to hell. That meant Southern Baptists maybe, probably, were going to hell. Um, Anyone who basically didn't go to our church was going to spend eternity in torment unless we saved them. Um, And that's what I believed growing up because that's what I was taught. It was was pretty damaging for a while um, because the church also taught that God is loving. God wants to save people from hell. Um, And that seemed to me to be very different things. Uh, two different sides of the coin. There were lots of people trying to explain it in a way that made sense. It didn't help that the leaders of the church were very controlling, um, told us what type of music we could listen to, what type of movies we could watch, which was basically almost none, um, and how we could dress. So, like, I'm wearing skinny jeans today. That would be a huge Mm -hmm. Um, no-no. As a woman, it was my job to make sure that I didn't cause men to lust Um, And if they lusted, that would be my fault. Um, I was causing them to sin. So pretty 
um, intense environment. I was the holdout in my family. We all got out of that mindset when I was, started when I was 18. And um, I was at a fundamentalist university and my dad left the church and my mom was told by the pastor, well, you have to choose your faith or your husband. She said, I mean, you're wrong, but let's say you're right. I choose my husband. Um, (laughs) And she left with my siblings, but I was still in college trying to make it work, trying to be the good Christian I thought I was supposed to be. Um, I loved God. I loved um, the teachings of the Bible. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. Be humble, be kind. Um, I'm doing paraphrases. Um, We used to study the Bible a lot. I like to joke with my friends. I didn't go to Bible quiz competitions. I dominated Bible quiz competitions because <laughs> I didn't go to a single one that I didn't take home the trophy for prize <laughs> one because I am a nerd and that was the only way I was allowed to be a nerd. So it was really hard to give that up, but I eventually did. Um, did a lot of personal growth, um, a lot of counseling, therapy, huge proponent of that. Mm-hmm. If that is helpful for you, then I'm like all for it. Uh, it was very helpful for me to figure out I'm not just in and of myself an evil person. That was another thing that we were taught, is that we're very evil, every single human, and um, would, without God's influence, be killing and murdering every person around just because that's what's in you. Mm -hmm. That's what's in every single one of you. And uh, so I learned to view myself more kindly, um, view other people more generously. um, And now um, I don't go to church. Um, I don't think anyone is going to hell. Uh, well, I don't know about that because I think about people like Hitler and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think that they deserve it. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't think that, for instance, Malala Yousafzai, who is very devoutly Muslim, who is very open and kind and warm and loving, I don't think she's going to hell just because she's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know where that places me. Um, I know that to some people, like my former self, if my 18-year-old self could see me now at 31, she would say, oh, no, you're not a Christian Mm -hmm. Um, at all. You're going to hell. Um, And I also know that I have friends who are atheists or um, agnostics. They're like, you are so religious, Mm -hmm. you know, compared to me. my friends across all faiths. Um, but one thing I learned is that really um, the principle that I carry with me is love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. um, which means you also have to love yourself because if you hate yourself, then, you know, by extension, you'll hate your neighbor. Um, and there's this verse from the Hebrew scriptures that the Christians... Um, use as well. It's in Micah. Micah 6 8 says, um, He hath shown thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. And that's kind of I'm like, do, do the right thing, do justice, create justice in the world, love mercy. Um, and then the days that I can believe in God, I'll, all right, walk humbly, mm-hmm. be humble. So that's kind of my intro. That's it's it's interesting because that idea of people themselves being 
evil and like without God, you know, we we would kind of fall into that human nature. I feel like is definitely prevalent in my church to a lesser extent, mm-hmm. but kind of the idea that you're born a sinner, you're born kind of bad, mm-hmm. and God is kind of the thing that saves you, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Or that you have to like work extremely hard and like fight temptation off mm-hmm. always to yeah. be so that God can forgive you for being a sinner. Mm-hmm. And so I guess like for me, that has been instilled in me. Like I am Catholic and mm-hmm. I still practice it with my mom. Mm-hmm. And what's been problematic for in that aspect has been like how I don't know how to navigate that that has been a really big issue for me I'm not I know that like as I grow up like I'm not gonna be as Catholic as I am now Mm -hmm. I'm only Catholic because of my mother but it's just like a really difficult when you're trying when you're like told all these different things Mm -hmm. like oh if you do this you're gonna go to hell and Mm -hmm. God is gonna be really mad at you Mm -hmm. and all these different things at such a young age Mm -hmm. as you grow up and you feel like you can't fight off it you feel like you're letting like your parents Mm -hmm. god the Mm -hmm. church down Mm -hmm. and so yeah i feel i feel yeah that's 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 (laughs) um there's a lot of how do i put this gentler branches of just about every branch of Christianity, since Mm -hmm. that's what I know, since that's what we're talking about, I would say um, definitely honor that sense that you have, you know, that I want to grow and develop and make this my own or not. Mm -hmm. But on your way, look for those gentler voices Yeah. um, who say, okay, look, I know that my, you know, sibling in this branch of Christianity says X, Y, Z, here's my take on it. And here's like, this is why I think that it's not so extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that was helpful for me. Um, because one thing I think that can be not so great about faith and religion, especially the organizations of religion, the structural organizations is that they make us doubt ourselves Mm -hmm. and think, well, because I thought it, it can't be true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think those like harsher voices is what you heard whenever you were like questioning I mean you seem to have um left the fundamentalism like Mm -hmm. a little bit later than like I think most people would yeah and so so I feel like as because as children like I know this happened to me I'm sure it has happened to Kaylin or Savannah that like you know you're a child you're curious you want to question everything you want to know why for everything and so I want to know, like, how were you able to cope with those thoughts? Ooh, yeah. Um, that's where I learned coping skills mm-hmm. in therapy. Um, my counselor, who I stuck with until she retired, she was super helpful because she said, okay, we're going to come up with new narratives. You have the narrative, I am evil, and I can't trust myself. We're going to question that thought um we're gonna kind of stop it in its tracks because what you think um informs how you feel a lot of the times but what you think isn't always true Mm -hmm. so okay we're gonna question that thought and kind of put it on trial almost like where I am the judge and I say do I want to believe this 
do I think this is true? And is there any part I can replace? Maybe I can't get rid of the whole belief I am evil, but can I say, all right, fine. We're not doing the, we're not replacing this thought with, I am a wonderful person and I love myself. That's too far a jump, but can I say, I deserve to live. Mm -hmm. I deserve to be happy. I'm not happy now, but I deserve to be happy. And that was really helpful is um, giving myself um, affirmations, you can call them mantras, you can call them, um, you know, just truths. Some of them I would write out. Sometimes I'd write them out over and over and over and over. Um, and it really had this meditative aspect for me. And I think also when we think of, if we're talking, not even just Christian institutions, I think any, just with religion and faith in general, there has to be a core element, at least in my experience with it, of guilt for it to be able to work in the way that it's intended to work in terms of finding salvation or mm-hmm. or becoming a better person. You have to have you have to have that starting point where you're bad to get to the place that it's good. Yeah. And I think, at least for me growing up, the idea of like prayer was a big thing for me. Yeah. Cause, you know, <laughs> the kind of the expectation was if you're a good enough Christian and you do everything you're supposed to do and you please God and you're if you're truly devout then like God will you know like, answer your prayers answer your prayers yeah. and so growing up like um my father got my, not my father my grandfather got diagnosed with lung cancer oh, I'm sorry. when I was like 10 years old yeah so I so was like prayed. oh I know what I'm gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna pray because I'm like a good Christian, so like this will work. And then when he did pass away, mm-hmm. that's one of the main things that I think about now when I think of religion, because I blamed myself for that. Ugh. And I said, you know, like, oh, well, I guess it's my fault because I'm not a good enough Christian, mm. which is, I think that like that guilt piece in some capacity, everyone can relate to. Yeah. And I just think it's such an interesting thing. like kind of the hypocrisy that Mm -hmm. plays into it. There's, in my view, there's guilt and shame are very, guilt, fear, and shame are very powerful tools. They're very motivating. If your goal is to control people, fear, guilt, and shame, do, they're, they're your main tools. I have found that faith, and I separate faith from religion, Mm -hmm. faith doesn't have the answers. And the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. Um, so I found that faith of, I don't know, but I trust that someone out there or up there or in here is good and loves me. I trust that. And that is, it kind of gives me sometimes the ability to keep walking, you know? If I had guilt and shame, I'd be, ooh, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. You know? Um, there's enough hard things, sorrow and hurt and injustice and pain and evil in the world. Like, it's, it's hard to see religion be a part of that, yeah. especially when you have faith. <laughs> yeah. Do you think with the experiences that you've gone through and the knowledge that you have about 
not just like fundamentalism and evangelism right. but like just religion in general right do you think if you had the chance to like go back and like had a choice between if you could continue on the path that you went through or right. not what, what do you think you oh. would? yeah so I've actually thought of that and I have an answer that's not really a cop-out, but <laughs> here's my answer. You can say, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know. I know, but it's kind of a cop-out. Um, I'm, just, I'm just telling the truth. Um, but, okay, so let's say I'm, like, rewinding and put back at, like, two years old, whatever, but I get to know. So would I want to relive it again? Absolutely not. That was really, really hard. But I also really wouldn't want to let go of who I've become because I went through all that. Yeah. You know? So, I think if I could, like, erase my memories and be like, oh, you don't know, you're just going to go through it, but you won't know it's been, like, time number two, then sure, let's do it. Um, I wouldn't choose to relive it, but I don't want to let go of who I am because of it. Yeah, I'm really, really lucky and fortunate that I have my family, that my family's been able to support me while I, like, you know, I could live with my parents on their health insurance when I was younger and go to therapy. Um, not everyone has that privilege, that opportunity, but with, I don't know, well, Jesus said, to whom much is given, much will be required, Mm -hmm. and I don't take that as a guilt thing, it's like, hey, come on, there's not enough to go around, not enough peace, love, and joy, so spread it.